Welcome to the booth with Taylor and Brandon. What's going on, Taylor? What's going on, man? You guys ready to get into this episode? Let's run it. Uh, before we get into it, again, if you're listening from Spotify, make sure you follow. If you're on YouTube and you're watching us right now, make sure you drop a comment and make sure you subscribe and hit that bell notification. So let's get right into it. College football, Bo Nix got blown out the water week one against the Georgia Bulldogs. And since then, they've gone on a six-win streak, just beat UCLA. Uh, a pretty solid UCLA team. Some might say it was overrated, but uh, we had them pretty, ranked pretty high uh, last week. Is it time for Bo Nix to earn his respect, Taylor? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yeah. I, I used to say he sucked. I used to trash <laughs> on him. I, I, I said some terrible things about the man, but he's proven me wrong, and uh, I don't hate that. I'm always a fan of players coming out and proving me wrong because it's good for them. It's good for football. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Bo Nix has always been a talented guy deep down inside. It's just he's never really put it on display. I think this year uh, has been his best year thus far uh, out of his I think this is his fourth year playing. Yeah, I believe so. I believe he's I think so. And, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's putting on a show now. I mean, they definitely got – at the beginning of the season, they got torched. Uh, yeah. It wasn't looking good, especially for uh, Bo Nix. But he's turning around. I think he only has three interceptions, and I think he's got – 17 touchdowns. 17 touchdowns. Almost so he's definitely – so. Yeah, he's putting on a show now. So I'll give him my res- uh, respect, even though he doesn't care to have it or need it. But uh, I'll give it to him. And I think that uh, he's starting to earn respect around uh, the college football world for sure. Yeah, no, I would agree. He's, uh, he's got an 88.3 QBR that uh, is sixth in the nation of all P5 conferences, um, which is saying something. I think that him leaving Auburn was probably the best thing for him, even though he grew up an Auburn fan. His dad went to Auburn, um, there, you know, popular photos circling around uh, with him in an Auburn jersey when he was like five years old. Um, but I think, like I said, I think him going from Auburn to Oregon, a fresh new uh, system, um, offensive-minded coach, I think it's just good all around uh, for him and his future. Do I think he's going to be an NFL pro? Maybe a backup. I don't think we'll ever take the reins as a franchise quarterback, but as far as solidifying himself as not a bust as far as coming out of college or coming out of yeah. high school. Um, I think he's a pretty solid uh, college quarterback. And uh, You know who he reminds start. me of? Who? He reminds me of old Danny Dimes. Danny that's who Dimes. he resembles to me. That, that, that's who I would uh, compare him to. I think he would have the similar career if he went to the pros and he was a starter. I don't think he's going to be, you know, wild and balling out, but that he's – because Dan- Daniel Jones is turning it up past a couple games. Like, he's looking like a legit pro. True, but, but I, what about his past seasons? I mean. Yeah, but, I mean, that's like we're judging on, like, you know, guilty as charged Jalen Hurt, you know, judging Jalen Hurts off his past seasons yeah. and stuff like that, and he's turning it up this year. Uh, so, but the, do, you, Danny, do, you really, do you really think Bo Nix is going to be on the Daniel Jones level of? Not this year. Not if I'm in the, this year, no. In the NFL, when he gets to the league. If he gets a starting position, yeah, he'll, he'll have a Daniel Jones-esque career. Minus this year. Listen, I'm going to call cap on that one. I think he's going to have a Colt McCoy kind of career where he's going to be a solid number two backup, play a couple, you oh, know, no, have a couple no, starts. No. I don't That's think he's... My pr- 
that's my prediction. I'm saying if he starts and he stays the starter, his career will reflect what Daniel Jones so far has. But my prediction is he'll get drafted. He's going to move around the league for his career. He's never really going to have a breakout season or anything. And then he's just going to wash out eventually and nobody's ever going to hear from him again. Oh, That's my you. prediction. But if he starts, it's going to be a Daniel Jones type of career where, you know, his first like two, three seasons, it's kind of like, ugh, this was a terrible draft pick. Yeah. Well, I think, I think getting Bo Nix maybe in like the four, five, six round would uh, I think that fits him. That's a nice solidified backup, like not too much pressure if he does get thrusted into a, a role. But yeah. um, as far as respect, uh, guys, I think that uh, I think we agree. I think he, it's time for him to get his kudos, as my mom always said growing up, you want your kudos. Um, with that being said, Oregon, do you think Oregon has a chance if one of these top five teams – uh, they're ranked up number eighth in the nation right now. If if Oregon continues to win and wins out, and one of these top five, top six teams loses another game, do you think that uh, Oregon and Bo Nix are deserving of that potential playoff spot? No. No. I do not. Uh, <laughs> they, I mean, their schedule, I'm looking at it now, they play – the only ranked team they play from here on out will be Utah mm-hmm. and Utah has proven that they're not a top 10 school. Uh, Still a solid they, team, just not top 10. I agree. They got beat by Georgia, mm-hmm. which I mean, that, I think I mean, Bo Nix came out and said, if we played Georgia today, we would win. <sighs> Possibly. But to be fair, like three games ago, they played Washington State and won by three points, forty-four to forty-one. Yeah, but Georgia has been Georgia has been struggling as of late. They haven't been okay. I won't say struggling because they're still undefeated, but they haven't looked as sharp uh, defensively and offensively. Uh, you know, they do have Georgia has some definitely heavy hitters that tied in with Darnell Washington and uh, Brock Bowers, and then Stetson Bennett is a solid QB. Um, He's not going to wow you with any of his throws, but he's definitely going to win you some football games. But I think that that Oregon-Georgia now, that game would be a lot closer. And with a couple mishaps on Georgia's end, could swing Oregon's way just because, again, Georgia has been tiptoeing that line of perfection and could have lost one or two games. Yeah. No, I I agree it'll be a close game, but I I don't think Oregon – could be Georgia. I think Georgia just they're together enough to not lose a game uh, until it comes time for the college football playoffs that that'll if they don't lose in the regular season, I believe they would lose in the college football playoffs because they're going to have to go against the best of the best, of course. And I don't think that they are a true number one team right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I, like I said, I, Georgia is not a true number one. I don't know why they're number one right now. I guess just because they're undefeated and the people they played. To me, that would be Tennessee. I guess if, or Ohio. No, honestly, it'd be Ohio State. And Ohio Tennessee. State definitely, and then Tennessee, then yeah. Georgia. Yeah, but um, I think I guess Georgia gets the lead because Tennessee's defense is also kind of suspect. They're getting uh, Tennessee themselves are getting held down by Hendon Hooker in that offense, uh, putting up points at their point yep. at their point. Um, so yeah, I they've would got go, a. They have a Big Twelve defense right now. Yeah, yeah, I would go Ohio and, State, then Tennessee, then Georgia. Yeah, but yeah, they got a. 
Big 12 defense with a SEC offense, and that it's a terrible mix because yeah. you know you're going to put up 50, but you're going to have to put up. Uh, you're going <laughs> to give up 50, but you're going to have to put yeah. up 50. You know, that that's tough to win those games over and over and over again. No, I agree. So with Bo Nix being obviously a big-name transfer, uh, these are some of the top transfers coming this year. ESPN kind of put out a list. I kind of cherry-picked some names, uh, and I'm going to ask you which one do you think is kind of the top transfer this year. We got Bo Nix, uh, Martinez. And then we got uh, Hendon Hooker, who goes and went to Tennessee. Jamari Gibbs, who went to Alabama. Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison both went to USC. Uh, the Trojans. Uh, just those are kind of the big names uh, that kind of popped out, stood out to me. Some of those are Heisman favorites. Uh, which of those transfers do you think uh, has made more of an impact for his team uh, than the others? I think Hendon Hooker, in my humblest opinion, uh, you know, th- Tennessee has always been a school that's had potential, but just missed one piece to really bring it all together. And I think hookers is the piece that they needed to bring it all together. And they just beat Alabama and a exciting fashion. They beat Alabama. And I think it was truly part of Hendon hooker and the way that he plays. And I think that's why they are undefeated right now. Uh, So that's who I'm going to say is the top, uh, transfer i mean there's definitely some arguments that can be had as to who's number one uh caleb williams uh i mean usc is now a contender again they're playing really good football so i mean he could be you know argued as the best because he took a program that was struggling and now they're ranked and i think they only have one loss so you know but i'm gonna say hinden hooker i think he's done an exceptional job at Tennessee with what they have being able to beat Alabama, being able to be done, be undefeated and being the top four. I mean, that's argument enough to put him at number one. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I'm going to have to go Hendon hooker as well. He's uh, got a 91.5 QBR, which is second in the um, nation. He's got 2000 passing yards. He's 18 touchdowns to one interception. Uh, he has Tennessee rolling on all um, firing on all cylinders. Like I said, the defense is suspect, but that has nothing to do with him. He's a small-town kid from Greensboro, North Carolina. He went, you know, took a scholarship offer to West Virginia. It was like, you know what, um, I'm going to transfer and go over to uh, – or was it, was it Virginia Tech or West Virginia? I can't really remember. But I know he obviously transferred to Tennessee. And he's got the um, – he's got the volunteers rolling, and they look very dangerous. I think Tennessee's always been a quarterback away from being what they are today. And if that defense can step up in the college football playoffs, they honestly have, uh, with Hinton Hooker, have the ability to win it all. Um, and, you know, Bo Nix is a nice transfer, and so is Jamari Gibbs. Everyone knows. Personally, I love Jamari Gibbs. He's a great pass-catching back, but also great with the ball in his hands with Alabama. But um, to me, Hinton Hooker is just playing lights out right now. And to me, moving on, uh, he would be my Heisman favorite um, over Bryce Young and Caleb uh Caleb Williams and um, CJ Stroud, yeah, and uh, Corum from Michigan. But t- to me, again, I've fallen in love with Hendon Hooker and his game. Uh, he's accurate. He's got a nice arm. He's got a nice touch to the ball, and I think the Volunteers got a good one, despite his yeah, 25-year-old age. Yeah, I love for Heisman. Uh, I think I would go CJ Stroud and then Hendon Hooker, mm-hmm. and it's by a slim margin. Uh, and then I would put Bryce Young at a three. Uh, I just, 
I think that CJ Stroud with what he's doing with Ohio State is phenomenal. Yeah, no, I CJ Stroud is one. Here's the thing. So just looking fast forecasting towards NFL, what scares me about CJ Stroud? Obviously, we're judging off Heisman for what he's doing now, but for the NFL, CJ Stroud is Ohio State, and it's kind of you know, you're like. Oh, what does that mean? You know, he can still be good in the NFL. He's from Ohio State. But you look at struggling quarterbacks like Justin Fields, Troy Smith way back in the day, uh, Haskins, RIP, like Cordell Stewart, you know, not Cordell Stewart, um, Cordell Jones. So a lot of these Ohio State quarterbacks just don't tend to – Braxton Miller had to switch to wide receiver. They don't tend to pan out uh, in the NFL. For his Heisman, to me, Hendon Hooker is more impressive because of he has pieces – but C.J. Stroud has an arsenal. Like, Hendon Hooker's got a couple, you know, Hendon Hooker's got maybe, you know, just some, a decent gun, one or two here, nice weaponry. But C.J. Stroud is like, if you just gave the keys to the vault, to the mil- U.S. military and said, pick whatever you want. Especially no, that's fair. Person, but so. then we can make the argument for Bryce Young, you know. Uh, Alabama is usually known for having some, like, elite wide receivers yeah, they don't have but that this, year. this year they don't really have that you know that's one thing that's not been uh, uh something that alabama has that they've had in previous years is there's not that one or two guys that are sitting there you know just absolutely dominating the field so i think we can make the uh argument that with that being said bryce young should be number one because he doesn't have the same weapons uh that you know yeah cj stroud has uh so then if we're saying that then bryce young could be number two so i don't know if it's going to boil down to who they have to throw to yeah i think it just boils down to no matter who they're throwing to how are they doing it how accurate they are as just the quarterback and you know i I think that's what it should boil down to because it's not up to them to decide who's getting recruited for their team it's how they play with who they've got yeah and so, and listen, talking about the Heisman, I want to talk about this for too long uh, just because obviously we're not close enough for the Heisman to kind of have a clear front runner. But um, if you're listening out there, guys, keep an, keep an eye out on Michigan running back Blake Corum. Uh, he's got 900 yards this season and um, 13 touchdowns. He's averaging six yards a carry. He's got that Michigan D, or offense on his back. J.J. Uh, McCarthy is not really playing great. He's not playing bad. Um, but Michigan's offense really runs through that running back. So if I know the Heisman is a quarterback kind of award, which is stupid, it should go to the best player overall, no matter the position. It just Agreed. tends to roll that quarterback position. And I still think Hendon Hooker is my personal opinion. You say CJ Charles, say Hendon Hooker, but Blake Corm could sneak up there if he continues to have the season that he's having. I, it just my just 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 a name to throw out there to like hey you know if you want to switch it up Heisman voters don't have to hand it to a quarterback all the time. So I just pulled it up and they have him sitting right now as the uh, fourth favorite on Blake, the uh, Heisman. Blake Corum. Yep. Yeah. I mean he. And this is on. Uh, granted, this is the uh, MGM Grand's website, but I mean that's like the largest betting. Mm-hmm. casino to go to and they have him sitting at fourth right now at plus 1300 so he's not far behind from the top three that they have no he's he's not and i mean like i said there's a couple other names you could throw out there but i think those are those quarterbacks and then 
Blake Corn were probably only like the real uh, contenders as far as having that um, that shot. And then, um, so this past weekend, there was a big game Thursday night. Or was it Thursday? Clemson versus Syracuse. Um, DJ got uh, benched. <clears throat> I want your thoughts. Um, he seven, has 17 touchdowns. He's playing pretty good this year. He's got 17 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's only got a 69 QBR, and he's got 1,800 yards passing uh, for the Clemson Tigers. He got benched for Cade uh, Klubnik, a former five-star quarterback, mid-game. DJ was struggling against the Syracuse. Syracuse has got a stellar defense. Do you think – they already said DJ's starting next week, but do you think it's too late? Is this already Cade's team, or is it the bad look that they – the fact that they benched him at all, and they're like, hey, your starting quarterback's struggling, just bench him. Like, what, what's your opinion on DJ getting benched? I think it's still going to be DJ's team. I think that was a a reset move, kind of like, hey, sit down, uh, clear your head, clear your thoughts, whatever, you know, get back at the next game. I don't think it's Cade's team, although Cade is <laughs> – I think Cade will be set up nicely, and I think uh, Clemson will be good when Cade does eventually start. Uh, but for now, I think you got to go all in on DJ. Uh, I mean, they did some heavy recruiting to get him to go to Clemson, and they put all their chips in him. You know, yeah. uh, when he first uh, started, they were like, you know, this is DJ is going to be like the, the next, next Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson yeah. you know, uh, Lawrence and stuff. So they, they really hyped him up. And it would be a shame if they just pulled the plug mid-season right now. I mean, they're ranked number five. Uh, yeah. They are undefeated. So I think it would be stupid for them to pull DJ. I'm not going to say stupid, but I don't think it would be a smart move to switch it up this late in the season. It's working, barely, but it's working. So I think stick with DJ, let him finish out the season. If he goes into the draft, I don't think he's going to go high at all. But I think, uh, to me, DJ's... Um grade would probably be a maybe late second um third round pick yeah um i think he's not a first round pick like everyone <clears throat> thought he was in the comment coming out of high school like oh he's a if you look at his top 20 40 or 247 um projection first round pick lock kind of thing i think he's between the second more of a third round pick serviceable quarterback um that has he has upside obviously he was ranked that high in high school for a reason he's got a nice arm um but that's where I would draft him right now. Does he come out of college this year? Probably not. He still has a couple a uh, couple more years of eligibility. Um, and it, the reason why I say that is because his previous year, it was he was trash. I mean, I don't want to put yeah, it like he, <laughs> he was trash. No, I mean, it was 19 <laughs> and 10 interceptions. I mean, that's not a good season for a quarterback. No. So, But this year, he's obviously turning it up. I still think Clemson... Um, I think you might agree here. I still think Clemson, the bottom of my heart, is overrated. Uh, yes. But as far as his season goes as an individual, he's playing pretty decent. Uh, as far as the benching goes, they needed to do what they needed to do to get the win. Cade came in, played great, um, turned the you know turned the game around, and they beat ended up beating Syracuse. Syracuse is playing pretty well this year. Um, they're no slouch team, but. Clemson to me in that ACC. I, I don't like the ACC. you got the Miami, who's lost to Duke and Middle Tennessee State. You've got Florida State, who's playing pretty decent. And then you got NC State, who's playing decent. But it's really only Clemson. Like, when you say ACC, it's like, oh, Clemson. You don't Clemson. Know. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> you don't think of any of those other programs. 
um, as a top five, top ten team, top quality team. Uh, so, I mean, Clemson to me is probably maybe – I'd put them at seven or eight in the nation. Um, but obviously they're right now they're at five, just outside of that uh, college football playoffs. <clears throat> so with that being said, we'll move on. There's been a lot of drama surrounding football this past week, week and a half, since our last episode. Texas A&M, you know, guys, if you're listening from home, if you, you've watched the show before, we've, we've touched up on Texas A&M and some of their issues with Jimbo Fisher and stuff like that, but this has gotten out of hand. Um, we have uh, five-star cornerback Denver Harris, five-star wide receiver Chris Marshall, and five-star offensive lineman P.J. Williams. Uh, they all got caught smoking weed after um, their loss to South Carolina. And barring anything right now, Denver, they're all projected to get either get kicked off the team or uh, get basically forced to, into the transfer portal. What are your, what's your thoughts on that, Taylor? Uh so I first want to say this. I do not smoke weed, uh, but if I was on Texas A&M, I probably would be uh, smoking <laughs> something too because smoke this, weed so, day. this is a uh, a quote from what is the website. So it's called Fansided, and this is a quote that they put out about Texas A&M. The Texas A&M football program is one squirt of lighter fluid away from being a dumpster fire. No, and that is the most accurate – thing it is already I've ever heard. Fire. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Texas A&M was this whole off season. Everybody said Texas A&M is going to be, you know, top five. They, they have a good shot at winning the college football uh, championship, blah, 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 blah. Where is that at? All these five-star somebody, recruits. Somebody they got number one, number one. Yeah, you recruiting, have, um, you have all of these uh, highly rated uh, recruits that they got and they've been able to do nothing. If anything, Jimbo Fisher at the end of this season needs to be fired. Let yeah. go and don't even turn around and second guess yourself. Just fire the man. I wouldn't even mind if they fired him midseason because this dude does not know how to coach anymore. He's using some old coaching technique that he uh, that was successful way yeah. back when. You know, it doesn't work. It hasn't worked, and the dude just doesn't know how to coach football anymore, apparently. So that's what I would say needs to happen because I believe the locker room is in shambles. Well, uh, he doesn't know how to coach anymore. To add on to your locker room in shambles, those three guys aren't even the end of it. Five-star running back LJ Johnson um, has quit the team. Uh, five Former five-star defense alignment Donnell um, Harris has – Left, is expected to either enter the transport or leave the team at the end of the season. Five-star defense alignment came. Dindy is hitting the porn run at the end of the season. A five-star DB, uh, Dayon Bue, is told by Jimbo Fisher he's not welcome back to the team. So, I mean, that is <laughs> that is a plethora of people either yeah. having to hit the portal or they're kicked off the team or they're getting legal issues. And I mean, Jimbo yeah. Jimbo has lost that locker room completely. Agreed. And I mean, if, if anybody watched the game this past weekend, I mean, it just started rough. I mean, it was a kickoff uh, return for a touchdown followed by an immediate, uh, I think it was a pick six or at least an interception brought into the 10. I mean, it was just pathetic. I mean, I think they were down like 14 to zero within like the first two minutes of the game. I mean, that just shows you that Texas A&M, they are lost. Uh, I don't know 
the only way I can see fixing this is getting rid of Jimbo Fisher and finding somebody else to come in and try and rebrand the school as a top 10, top five uh, team, because right now they are looking nowhere close to even ever being in the top 25. Yeah, and to that point, so the rest of the season, they they got Ole Miss coming up, number 15. Ole Miss is looking good. I don't think Ole Miss is. They're 7-1. I don't think Ole Miss is necessarily top tier. I think they're a great team, but they're not in that league of Alabama, Ohio State right now. <clears throat> So they got Ole Miss coming up. I think they're going to take the L to to Ole Miss. Then they got Florida after that. Uh, Florida's been wishy-washy here and there. But for the most part, I think Texas A&M's dumpster fire is going to swing towards Florida's way. Um, It's just a bad offense. And I think, you know, Anthony Richardson's been playing better since the back he's been told to kind of let loose. Um, Those first couple weeks, obviously, people know that Anthony Richardson, everyone was afraid of him getting hurt because the backup was hurt, so they had no one to play behind him if he did get hurt, so they said stay in the pocket. Anyways, that's a whole another ordeal. But I think that um, they could take the L to Florida. I think they lose to Auburn. They beat UMass, and they lose to a good LSU team. Shout out to Brian Kelly because the LSU team's looking pretty good this um, past couple weeks. They're ranked number 18th in the nation. So I think out of the last remaining – Five games, they get one win against a one in six UMass, and I think, like you said, Jimbo Fisher's out after the season. Yeah, I think that that's the only logical move for Texas A&M at this point is to replace uh, Fisher. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the only way that they're going to be able to put any of those pieces back together. Yeah, because I mean, if you have if your players have no discipline to not smoke. Uh, in a visitor's weed in the locker room. room. A I mean, out, outside, like in your own personal life, do whatever you want. I'm not yeah. telling anybody what to and not to do. But in a locker room Nork. after a game, I mean, like, what? I don't think there's – do you think that uh, Nick Saban has ever had to deal with somebody in a visitor's locker room smoking weed? No. Because no. he knows how to control the locker room, get his guys to stay disciplined, and win games. Jimbo Fisher can't win games and clearly can't get a disciplined locker room. And I think that uh, plays a part into it too is is winning. So you brought up uh, Nick Saban, which is a good point. I think when recruits go to Alabama, they already come with that respect because they know he knows how to get it done and they're going to win. When your team's losing, you, the morale of the team, that's where the coach has to step in because the morale of the team is going to be low. That means that there's going to be more – uh, time for error, more uh, undisciplined um, situations that may occur because people are mad, upset at the situation going ahead. No one wants to lose, especially as a team, but as an individual. So Yeah, I, I mean, a good team that's done that would be South Carolina. Yeah. You know, they had a rough start to the season, and they have a really likable coach. I mean, the, their head coach is – you know, he puts out social media videos with the team uh, doing social media trends and all this other stuff. And he has the respect of his players and they enjoy playing for him. And they've rallied back from having a, a pretty uh, rough start of the season. And now they're in the top 25 again. Yeah. I, I just think that Texas a right now, like you said, is a dumpster fire. And I don't know who they'll get next, but we shall see. Moving on, we did talk about another running back, uh, Michigan running back. We talked about Blake Corum being a Heisman hopeful. Donovan Edwards, a running back from Michigan, tweeted or retweeted a anti 
Semitic video. Uh, he said it was a glitch. Um, obviously, you can take it as what it is, you know. Could it be a glitch? Possibly could it not be a glitch? Um, do you think there should be any disciplinary actions towards Edwards uh, from the Michigan program or for the NCAA um, itself uh, as far as yeah, say, bearing suspension or anything like that? I would I would definitely say a suspension. Uh, you can say it's a glitch, but I don't – I'm not too sure how a glitch would cause you to retweet, uh, retweet something. The only – thing that i can imagine happening is if he's scrolling through twitter and he accidentally, accidentally hits the hit button it, yeah. but the retweet button's all the way on the left side so you'd have to really stretch your hand over because most people even if they're left hand dominant use their right hand to scroll yeah. uh it, it just doesn't seem uh too likely but uh that's the only thing i've ever heard of him I don't think there's anything else in his past that they really yeah, brought I don't up. So I don't take the, think... I don't, I'm not taking shots at his character. I yeah. don't know him personally. No. I think that this is kind of like one slip up. Yeah, um, exactly. I think it was, if if anything, it was an accidental retweet. I wouldn't say it's a glitch because, you know, yeah. your Twitter doesn't just glitch and retweet stuff by itself. But it was probably, if anything, an accidental retweet. So maybe like a game suspension, be like, hey, I don't even be careful what you're doing. I would do a, 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 um a first half suspension from like the yeah, team. That, like, I mean, Jim like you're suspended the first half of next game. I understand that, uh, you know, but <laughs> these coaches need to tell these kids, look, you got to be careful. Uh, everything you do online, especially when you're in the spotlight yeah. is going to be observed under a microscope. Uh, so an accidental retweet, is just as bad as an intentional retweet of something like that because everybody's going to run with it everybody's going to make assumptions that are not true you know yeah. especially if it's an accidental retweet and it's just going to run like wildfire when you are at that status so yeah. i think that you know like you said a half game suspension is fine a full game is fine anything further than that i think would be uh, too much yeah. yeah so i think sit them down be like look be careful when you're online you're in a position of the spotlight, you know, just, you know, yeah. whenever you're online, just whenever you're logging off, make sure you didn't do something stupid like that, you know, and be careful who you follow, you know, so you don't do something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, and like I said, we don't know his character. Well, I don't know him personally. Um, I don't know if he's issued an apology yet. I, you know, I didn't really look much too into it. If he did, I'm, I'm sure he has, you know, maybe have him issue a public apology and then do a half game suspension but I think this is something that Michigan has to settle in-house. I don't think this is a need for the NCAA to kind of crack the hammer down. I don't think it's a need for the Michigan institution uh, coming from the president of Michigan to handle. I think this is a head coach needs to just go, hey, we're gonna. he can't play the first two quarters of the next game or a game. Yeah. Like I said, so, everything else is more excessive. So he did put out an apology, uh, a pretty extensively long apology. Uh, saying that it was a glitch, saying that uh, he knows what's in his heart and he's unequivocally against racism, exploit, exploitation and oppression in all forms, including stereotyping and trafficking and hate. I have nothing but love for others and I never judge anyone based on race and or religion. And he sincerely apologizes. And then he also put another one saying that it's been a learning experience and he hopes that he didn't hurt anybody with his uh, unintentional actions. So, yeah. And I think with that, like I said, he so you, he issued that apology, then it should just be water under the bridge at this point. Um, yeah. It's not like he went on an entire anti-Semitic tirade like Kanye West or anything like that. 
So, to me, he should be wandering under the bridge. It should be no longer a news story. And one of his uh, teammates, uh, Jordan Aker, uh, is Jewish, and he also uh, tweeted his support for Edwards on Thursday, saying that uh, there's no ill intent. He's always been a really stand-up guy and a very personable person, so mm-hmm. uh, it definitely wasn't in his character. So it's go. good that he has a locker room around him, and it seems like, and hopefully this washes under the bridge, and yeah. there's nothing more to it, and nothing ever comes out again. Yeah, I agree. So with that being said, Taylor, we're going to go into our game predictions before we break into the NFL. We had a couple games played. Uh, we don't really get to predict. NC State beat Virginia Tech 22-21. to Utah beat Washington State 21-17. to So we'll move on from those games. We don't need to talk about those games. We don't need to predict those games because if we did, it'd be we're not predicting nothing. We're just reading the scores off. Get them right. I'm going to go uh, Washington State over Utah. <laughs> I'll put 500 on it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with a big one. I actually get to talk about my uh, team and predict them this week. Uh, so we're going to go Florida versus Georgia. Uh, you're going to hate me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add on some sugar on top of this uh, crap pie. I think Georgia wins, but there is a good chance that Florida can win this game. Because they have improved throughout the season. They started off really good in the game. And then since then, they kind of tumbled downhill. But now I think they're clawing their way back up. And Georgia has been struggling. So there is a chance that Florida wins. And I would say I wouldn't be shocked if Florida does pull this one out uh, because of those reasons. But I will say Georgia is my prediction to win. Yeah, so speaking on Florida, Anthony Richardson in his press conference, you know, he doesn't really pay attention to, as a quarterback should, not pay attention to the p- predictions. Uh, Georgia was – he was told live in a press conference that Georgia's a 22-point favorite, and he said, goodness. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like basically, are we that bad? <laughs> so, um, um, oh, with that being said, defensive, defensive end Tyreek Sapp said, hey – uh, you know, every Saturday we put our helmet on the same as same as them. You know, we strap our helmets the exact same. Uh, it's any given Saturday, just like in the NFL, it's any given Sunday. I have a weird feeling in me that if Anthony Richardson lets loose and uses his legs to open up the passing game, and he, you know, he settles into the passing game, that the Gators could potentially win this. I am going to go with Georgia here just because Georgia's been more consistent and – uh, I'm not a really a betting man, so going against a more consistent team would not be a good bet for me. So I'm going to go Georgia there. I don't think they're a 22-point favorite. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, don't count out that Florida team. Like I said, even though I'm a fan, their defense is suspect, yes, uh, as far as passing <coughs> defense goes. And they do give up a lot of passing yards uh, to the tight end, and Georgia does have two great tight ends. But there is a chance if Florida's offense can get rolling, they have – Travis Etienne and Montreal Johnson are running back in AR. You know, just don't don't sleep on them, all right? Don't sleep on us. So we'll move on to Ohio State versus Penn State. Uh, that's going to be a fun game, uh, but I think Ohio State's going to win. All right. Simple I'm, as that. I'm taking Ohio State as well. Then we got TCU versus West Virginia. Uh, TCU, 100%. West Virginia. Blech. Take Damn. me home. They need to go All right. I'm going to go TCU as well. Uh, Notre Dame versus Syracuse. 
I've got Syracuse. They played a really good game uh, the first half against Clemson. Kind of bottomed out on the second half, unfortunately, because, uh, I mean, they looked really strong. But uh, Notre Dame is inconsistent and not what they were supposed to be this year. So Syracuse on that one. All right, I agree there. Um, we got Oregon versus California. I'm going to go Oregon. Oregon. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma, this is uh, maybe potential. Uh, Martinez is here. We just talked about him as being a top transfer at quarterback. Uh, Oklahoma State versus Kansas State. I'm going to Oklahoma State. Kansas State, was uh, they started off really strong. Uh, they beat Oklahoma. They beat some pretty decent teams. Uh, but I think Oklahoma State's going to edge them out on this one. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Kansas State in there, uh, just because I want to throw a wrench in the fact that we keep no. agreeing on these. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean that's a good game to throw the wrench in there. Yeah. So, uh, and then we got Wake Forest versus Louisville. I I will be completely honest and transparent here. I have not watched a single Wake Forest game. They're six and not one in the rank. One. Ten, they're uh, yeah. ten in the nation. So I'm gonna I'm just basing this one off of rankings because. I don't know how they've been playing or who they've played, so I'm going to go Wake Forest. All right, I'm going to go Wake Forest as well. I think Louisville is in the gutter. Um, then we got <clears throat> Illinois versus Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska is they got the coldest Crawford, man. They got the coldest Crawford. <sighs> Illinois. I'm going Illinois as well. Um, we got Cincinnati versus UCF. Uh, I'm just going to say UCF just for our boy, Dayron. I know he attends Cincinnati, but he is a Ohio State fan, fan yeah. and does not like Cincinnati. So just for him, if he's listening, I'm going to say UCF is going to pull off the upset against Cincinnati. I'm going to go with Cincinnati because any team that crowns himself college football national championship <laughs> without actually getting to the college football <laughs> national championship, uh, <laughs> I will and forever root for for it. Yeah. Oh, and they, yeah, they hung up a banner for it. Get get out of here. I'm going Cincinnati. Oh, man. Yeah, that's gross. All right. Uh, number 25, South Carolina versus Missouri. I'll go South Carolina. They Granted, it was Texas A&M, but they looked, they looked good. They looked put together. All right. I agree there. We got uh, Tennessee versus the Kentucky team with Will Levis. Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. Non, I don't – everyone knows, hey, I don't like Will Levis. I, I don't know him as a person. He's probably a great guy, but he is overrated as – uh, mess. All right. So no bias. USC versus Arizona. USC. USC. That's pretty easy. We got Michigan versus Michigan State. Uh, Michigan by a thousand. Yeah, I'm gonna go Michigan as well. Michigan State's been playing bad. To to touch on this real quick, if Georgia, if as of right now, Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, and Michigan, those are all top four. At the end of the day, you'd have. Two SEC teams and two big team teams, and the ACC would be nowhere to be found. Pac-12 would be nowhere to be found. So, I mean, that's saying a lot. I think those are the two top conferences in college football. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's just Agreed. just being said. Uh, yeah. And hey, listen, I pay my respects to Michigan. I'm sorry. All right, I've been talking crap. I still think you're not going to win the college football championships if you get in the playoffs. No. But look, respect. I think you're still better than Clemson. Uh, then we got Ole Miss versus Texas A&M. Uh, we already talked about it earlier. I, I went with Ole Miss. I Ole Miss. Was, yeah. Uh, we got Pitt versus North Carolina. I'm going to go Pittsburgh just because I want to see UNC fans cry. All right. Uh, Lawson, you heard that. I'm going to go with North Carolina. And then we got UCLA, who just came off a fresh loss to Oregon uh, versus Stanford. I got UCLA over Stanford. 
All right. And I've got UCLA over Stanford as well. I'm going to let Matt know. shoot this over to him while we guys we have a guest uh guest appearance from a good friend of mine matthew Cresson. we're gonna be talking about the nfl but before we do that i need to remind you if you're listening from home on spotify make sure you follow us on spotify and make sure you like and subscribe to the youtube channel turn that bell notification on so that you know when we go live we go live every friday at 7 p.m eastern time and check us out on tiktok and over there on twitter the tweeter all right, invite has been sent. All right. Oh, going to get to the right screen here over on the YouTube. If I can press the right button, it's going to look uh, here. We'll just keep it until he joins up. Oh, man. Well, we got some good football, guys. It is um, the NFL is going to, this segment is going to be pretty funny. this this segment is gonna be pretty funny guys um everyone knows so he should be joining up here all right um thursday night football we're gonna kind of get kind of touch on it and we'll get him there what's going on matt Uh, man how you doing today good how you doing oh they're left left california for texas (laughs) Look at we got te- TCU and Oklahoma over here. Talk, oh, no. talk, talk your talk, Matt. Talk your talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. They got a, they had a um, you know rebuild season. They had some yeah. some stuff going on with the head coach and the quarterback. So See, give him a break this year. There we go. See, that's respectable. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> he's be, uh, he's being humble. Uh, Oklahoma sucks. So sorry. Hey. <laughs> I had hope for I him think... when they hired Venables, but. Yeah. I don't know hey, give, give him a year. Give him a year, man. We all have hopes. Uh, Lincoln <laughs> kind of took that team uh, over to California and uh, left a giant hey, piece of crap hey, over there. And, hey, we've got the same record as Florida, so. Hey, I didn't say I Florida I, was good. All right. <laughs> I didn't say Florida was you, good. You can't, you can't talk the talk when you're in the same boat. SEC. We're both SEC. Sinking. SEC. Hey, we'll, we'll be there eventually. Give us a year or two and we'll be in the SEC. All right, guys, let's let's get talking on the uh, Thursday night football game, uh, Ravens versus Tampa Bay. Uh, first, I just want to ask you guys' thoughts and opinion on it from Lamar Jackson to Tom Brady. I know Gi- I know Giselle's opinion on uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so, AB's also. Yeah, so. Yeah, AB's also. <laughs> I'll let, I'll let, let's go ahead and let Matt uh, give his opinion on that game yeah. uh, last night. Yeah, so I mean, uh, when I was watching it, I just noticed, you know, there was a lot, you know, that 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 muff punt in the beginning of the game really, you know, yep. like set the tone kind of for uh, Baltimore moving forward. But I think the number one thing that I took away from it, I think Lamar really showed a lot because, I mean, that first half, uh, you know, wasn't necessarily a great half, but in the second half, he didn't have Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman, and that's when he threw for his two touchdowns, and that's when he was effective, you know, efficient, accurate, yep. and moved the ball up and down the field. So. I think that's I think that's a really big takeaway. That's the one thing that that I took away from the game um, was like how well Lamar overcame that adversity, especially when you know his his top weapons were out. Um, you know he only took three sacks uh, against you know that Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, they were missing some DBs, but they're still NFL players. So that's um, I st- I still expect Tampa Bay to win that division as well. Um, but that's just you know that's one of the biggest things that I took away from that game. So. Uh... After watching that game, I know Lamar's been having a tough time, Baltimore Ravens at a whole. Uh, in the fourth quarter, it seems like, 
you know, the first three quarters, they are balling out. They're having a great game. And then when the fourth quarter comes around, it seems like everybody just kind of forgets, you know, that they're NFL players and they just, you know, bottom out. Do you think that this game helped uh, solidify the Baltimore Ravens as a contender this year? And do you think that it kind of adds to the uh, question of does Lamar need to get paid by the Ravens or do you think Lamar is going to end up going somewhere else? I think they should pay him, to be honest with you. I mean, he's, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, what are you going to replace him with? You know, he may not be a top three quarterback, but you could definitely win, you know, win some ball games with him. You could probably even, you know, you surround him with the right players and the right system. You could definitely win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson, especially with his game, you know, game-breaking ability. And, oh, uh, you know, you, and you brought up the fact that, you know, they've they've lost some, uh, choked away some leads in the fourth quarter. And, you know, as a defense, you know, if you, if you don't allow Tom Brady, you know, miss your fourth quarter comeback to not have a fourth quarter comeback in Tampa Bay, right? Like, it was in Tampa Bay, wasn't it? Or was it in Baltimore? It was, yeah, in, it was Tampa in Tampa Bay. Bay. Yeah. yeah. In Tampa Bay, you, you don't allow, you know, Mr. Fourth Quarter comeback to have a fourth quarter comeback. I mean, that's going to that's gonna create some confidence for your, your defense. Yeah. And so speaking on Tom Brady, so uh, he has been known as, you know, the fourth quarter comeback king. He's got uh, seven rings. He is considered the GOAT. But this season has been a lackluster season all around for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh with the season that they've had, they're three and five. Uh, Tom Brady's going through some personal stuff. I don't want to bring up too much on that, uh, but he's going through some stuff. He's not playing, you know, Tom Brady football. He's Is also this like still 60 a, years old. So. That, that's very true. He's brittle. <laughs> uh, do you think with all of that put together and that Tampa Bay is not having the season we all expected them to have? Is this still a statement win from the Baltimore Ravens, or is it kind of just like a, yeah, you should have won that game with what's going on with Tampa Bay, or is this like a, you know, Lamar's the real deal, pay the man, uh, this is a statement win? Well, for me, when I watch Tom Brady play, um, he, when he throws the ball, he still has zip, you know, he's still, you know, pretty accurate with the football. I think I think the real problem is, you know, you know, we've seen Todd Bowles as a head coach already, you know, sometimes, you know, those those guys that are good coordinators aren't necessarily good head coaches. You, know, you got like North Turner and, you know, plenty of other guys that were great, uh, you know, offensive defensive coordinators that necessarily weren't, you know, head coaches. And so I think, I think that's also a problem. Um, but don't they, you think uh, Tom Brady with who he is, I mean, don't yeah. you think he has enough authority, uh, you know, being the greatest of all time to say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, why don't you just stay over there? I'm going to run the plays here. You know, if I don't agree with it, I'm going to call an audible or change the uh, game plan here. Don't you think he has enough credibility to be able to do that without any uh, backlash from the coaching staff? Yeah, but it's also, I I think that uh, number one thing, if you look at, you know, Tom Brady's career, they've always had, you know, run game and a defense, you know, they haven't been able to run the football. I know they got some injury issues along the offensive line, especially I believe in the interior offensive line. You know, you got um, Chris Godwin coming back from injury, and he looks fine. Um, you know, Julio Jones. I mean, Julio's I, I, Julio. I, I do want to talk about. I do want to talk about Julio. I think he's going to retire at the end of the season because every time he catches a ball and he falls down, it takes him about five minutes to get up, <laughs> and it's just sad to see. He's looking like me yeah, when I try to get up this morning. morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's tough yeah. to see, man. He used to be like. And that's who you go to watch whenever you yeah. go to watch an Atlanta Falcons game. Mm-hmm. But now you go to watch uh, the Buccaneers and you just feel bad because it just looks painful for him to even be out there. It's like seeing your yeah. grandpa go and relive the <laughs> yeah. old days. Yeah, <laughs> to speak on Tom Brady, Tom uh, Tom Brady, his longevity 
he's never been known as a deep passer. He's averaging uh, 6.7 yards a pass, so he's kind of getting the ball out of his hands pretty quick this year. Needs to, obviously. You talked about the offensive line mm-hmm. and their troubles. He has a 49.5 QBR, uh, which is 18th in the league, but he's still got nine touchdowns and only one interception, so he's, he's still yeah. playing decent ball. Uh, yeah. But I think uh, he said he's going to play for a couple more years. My man. I, I don't know where Tampa Bay – If do you think, Matt uh, and Taylor, do you think if Tom Brady continues to play after this season, does Tampa look somewhere else for quarterback, or do they stick with Tom Brady for a whole nother season at his age, ripe age of, I think, 40, whatever, 45, 46? Something like that. What do you think, Taylor? Uh I don't think so. I think the biggest issue is, like Matt was saying, their offensive line. And then you also have Mike Evans, who drops wide open passes. And there's literally a still shot of that throw. You can't find a defender around him, and he still ends up dropping the pass. I don't think it's all on Tom Brady this year. Uh, Granted, you know, he is Tom Brady, so he should find a way to, you know, uh, get wins and get touchdowns with what he has. But the pieces around him just are not flowing and they're not connecting. The gears just seem rusted. Uh, I think Tampa Bay would be a laughing stock if they were the first team to bench Tom Brady. And I don't think that would go over too well. I don't think uh, Trask is going to be a improvement for the Buccaneers over Tom Brady. I think build up the offensive line, you know, get that healthy, get that sturdy, and then figure out your run game and get some more pieces around him. Because Julio's not it. You know, that's they got him team. in there thinking. The offense yeah. is old. They thought, you know, Julio was going to be that piece that's going to help Tom Brady connect downfield. It's not really panning out. Mike Evans, you know, the dude wants to fight on field, which is cool. Back up your team. But he was out for a game. So that doesn't help Tom Brady. He drops wide open passes for TDs. That doesn't help the team. So I don't think it's all on Tom Brady. I think mm-hmm. Tom Brady can play three to four more seasons and still be a – serviceable quarterback i don't think he's gonna you know win another three rings or anything but he's gonna get the team where they need to be so do you think uh, tampa bay moves on or do you think like to me they need to move on after the season but i don't think they should i if if i'm beating a dead horse like could could you potentially go get a lamar jackson who is a potential free agent at the end of the season so you say it's beating a dead horse with tom brady who's you know, about to collect his retirement money in 401k. You know what I'm saying? Like, but look, you, you say it's beating a dead horse, but two seasons ago, they won the Super Bowl. Then the following season, they make it to the playoffs and lose to the Rams. But in a really good game, they were, I mean, Tom Brady put them in a perfect position to win. The Rams somehow found a way to pull it off. And then they have a season where there's uh, personal issues, there's offensive line issues, there's wide receiver issues, there's running back issues, there's coaching issues. You throw that all in there, and then you say, ah, eh, we got to back off of Tom Brady. Seems a little overzealous and a little too quick on the trigger. I think if they miss if the they, playoffs, if, though, there's a good chance where you could potentially, you know, that's all I'm saying. All I'm I saying, think, if they miss the playoffs, it's like, okay. I, I think rebuild? missing the playoffs, well, I think they're going to win the division. And then it's a I think division. So, I mean, I'm, yeah, terrible. But still, yeah, I mean, <laughs> still, but I still think they'll win. And I, I, I just don't see the Buccaneers moving on from Tom Brady unless it's Tom Brady's decision. Yeah, I agree. So with, we just talked about Lamar, Lamar's big thing. He's representing himself trying to get that big money contract. Mm-hmm. You guys kind of touched up on it. Um, 
with the Ravens potentially maybe getting who uh, has he earned the big time contract? The counter argument to him playing he's a good he's a top five quarterback. I'm not going to argue that he's not, but he's only got one playoff win. So do you pay a quarterback who's only got one playoff win all this money, or do you try to yes. look elsewhere? Is it yes? Yeah, I, would, I, would, I, would I would agree. Damn. I would agree, but um, I mean, who have his running backs been? Healthy running backs. Yeah, I mean, you got JK like play Dobbins. the full season. Play the full season. Lamar yeah. is a good running back. Yeah, don't 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 put Lamar <laughs> in there. The, no running backs that have stayed healthy. He's got a great deep threat into Sean Jackson. They, they got they got rid <laughs> okay <laughs> they got they got rid of Marquise Brown who was at the time their wide receiver one you yeah. know and Marquise Brown is doing well I mean he's injured now but he was, was doing well with the Cardinals, Cardinals. Yeah. I mean he hasn't had the pieces to really go to the playoffs and win I mean he's a really good quarterback he's great in the pocket and then whenever he's you know eluding the pressure that's when he really shines I mean it, I think it would be dumb for the Ravens to say, eh, you're not worth the money, you know, go ahead and go play somewhere else. I think he deserves a, a big contract. Yeah, I agree. If, okay, we'll play a hypothetical then. All right, if the Ravens let him walk, where do you see Lamar playing next? I'll put my ring mm-hmm. in the hat for the Lions. Who do you guys think? Oof. That's tough. I, you know, um, Detroit, I don't know if, I don't know if necessarily a, a place that, you know, has a Absolutely. Maybe the worst defense in the history of the NFL. <laughs> um, I mean, they do have weapons. They have, I mean, they have DeAndre Swift, uh, Hawkinson. Um, we don't, we haven't seen Jameson Williams yet, but if, you know, if he plays to how we think, you know, he can play, then they, you know, they got weapons and that would be, yeah. that would be enticing for Lamar. But um, I think, I think they're going to get it done in Baltimore. I just don't, I don't, I don't foresee, I don't foresee like you just not very often you come across a, a caliber quarterback like yeah. Lamar Jackson, you know, and it, it, it's going to be hard to get another one, especially, you know, they're winning football games. They're not going to get the top of the draft. If they feel comfortable, you know, having a, you know, a down season and tanking um, at the top of the, getting the top of the draft in the future, then sure. But I just foresee that I think he's going to stay in Baltimore personally. I, I would agree. I think Baltimore is where he needs to stay, and I think he will end up staying there. But if he were to leave, uh, like the top teams, I would say uh, possibly the Saints would be a good option for him. Uh, the Seahawks would be a great option, or the 49ers. Uh, I'm not sure what the if the 49ers are dead set on Trey Lance. I would say, you know, jump ship, waste that first round draft pick because the kid is not it. Because uh, they are a quarterback away from being Super Bowl contenders, and Lamar squad. would they put them over up, edge. Yeah, Lamar would be that would be a Madden type be. team. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I would. So, yeah, that, that would, would be, be great. Oh man, that's like if I Debo voted up Madden right now. Lamar. Yeah, yeah that would be a disgusting Debo. team. Those RPOs, those uh, <laughs> yeah. options would be stupid. What are oh, you gonna man. do? Yeah, so the top Niners fans like salvating over here over in California, like the potential. I think 49ers or Seahawks because the Seahawks need a QB. Geno's playing good, but he's not a franchise quarterback, and he's proven that year after year. Uh, and Drew Locke definitely ain't it. So I think they either, you know, spend some draft picks in this upcoming draft for a quarterback or try and sign Lamar if the Ravens don't pick him up. And I think the Seahawks would be set with DK, uh, Rashad Penny coming back next season, and then. Uh, Lamar at the helm, I think that would be a pretty nasty 
capacity to you. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, another name to throw out there randomly is uh, the Carolina <coughs> Panthers. Potentially, I think they're going to go quarterback in the draft, but yeah. the Panthers with DJ Moore would well, be pretty solid. Once uh, Matt Corral comes back, I think they need to give him a shot. Yeah, see what they got. He's a former. He's a Marine kid, so military. Yeah, player. I mean, see, man, raw. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no I know he got army, hurt. But... <laughs> I know he hurt his foot, but uh, I mean, I don't. I don't understand this new thing of we just drafted a quarterback, so we're gonna go get another one. Uh, you got three quarterbacks there that are serviceable. Baker Mayfield. Granted, this season he's been a uh, walking trash can. Uh, Sam Darnold has been right. underwhelming. Uh, I think, you know, give give Corral once he comes back and he's healthy, give him a shot. P.J. Walker's and, uh, been playing decent. P- yeah, P.J. Shot, Walker so did play don't, well. Don't shoot but, P.J. Walker down. He's not a franchise quarterback, but, though. But No, but, you know, give Corral his chance because you never know. It could be the, the Tom Brady story. You know, that's what happened with yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, he was taken really low in the draft, and then quarterback gets injured. He gets in the game, and then, boom, seven rings. Dare I say, Matt could corral that team. Maybe. <laughs> uh, with that being said, guys, we got some trades that uh, happened this past couple of days. Uh, Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth-round pick. James Robinson to the Jets to replace an injured Brees Hall. And to me, this is a big one. Kadarius Tony to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Tony's comp coming out of Florida was Tyreek Hill. He's a, known as the human joystick. Uh, first, I want to get your thoughts on the Tony to Chiefs, and then I'll kind of open it up to see if there's any more trades that you guys want to talk about that maybe I'm missing here. Yeah. Go ahead, let Matt take that one over. Yeah, so as being a Charger fan, um, I've seen plenty of Tyree kill. Um, and, you know, I, I, I agree. Like, I, that's an accurate comp. I mean, Tony's a great player. Um, I know he said that, you know, he's been held out this week due to injuries and that he's actually healthy, right? Yeah. But he also was injured last season frequently, right? And so when he's on the field, he's he's fantastic. You saw what he did to uh, Trayvon Diggs and the Cowboys last Ooh, season. that was filthy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he had a, you know, he's had some games, and he's, you know, he's got that 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 potential. And if anybody's going to unlock his, you know, get him to that Tyreek Hill level, I mean, the offensive guru of Andy Reid, and like, and and you know, you got Patrick Mahomes and you know, Kelsey over the middle. So, I mean, it's just going to really, I think, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, Canary's Tony screens as well. Uh, maybe some drags, get him on, get him in the open field and get him, uh, get him moving before, before he catches the ball also. So I think, I think it's going to be a huge addition to their offense. If he stays, yeah. if he stays healthy. Yeah, I fully agree. I think this will be the biggest uh L that the New York Giants will take in a while uh, for not utilizing Kadarius Tony to his full potential. Because, I mean, if you just look at his highlight tape from college, I mean, the dude is, I mean, it, he defies physics with the way that he moves. I mean, he is disgustingly fast, disgustingly quick. I mean, everything he does is fluid. I think the New York Giants absolutely failed him. And I think that. Kansas City already knows how to use utilize a player like him, so they already have an entire playbook probably just built around the man. And I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be completely set, and I think there could be a Super Bowl uh, run with those two uh, connecting. I yeah. think he literally is Tyree Kill 2.0, and I think it's going to be amazing to watch. And I think the big thing for Tony, this is a obviously he's going from Daniel Jones, who's a decent quarterback, to Pat Mahomes, which is arguably one of the best quarterbacks. Uh, the only other quarterback you could probably make that argument is Josh Allen right now. But he's going from turf um, to grass, to a grass field. 
and everybody knows turf is horrible on athletes as far as when it comes to overall health and uh, especially with hamstrings, which is what he deals with week in and week out. So him going to grass, I think, is going to be a big time uh, for just for Tony's health purposes. But I let us remind you, he came out of college or high school as a four-star quarterback. So just think if you think the Chiefs' offense and Andy Reid's offense is cre- is creative now, wait till they got a receiver who runs a four-three and he can throw it sixty yards. I mean, the offense, yeah. like the ability now that Andy Reid has to move pieces around and get certain guys open, and that offense is going to look electric. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <clears throat> so kind of staying over there as far as kind of the West Coast goes. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Russell Wilson. I don't know if you guys saw Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> On the flight to London, got up and did some high knees and calisthenics while everyone else is sleeping. Uh, what a hard then, worker. Yeah, it's a hard worker. So I want to get your opinion on that. Before that, there's something else that he that he said in an interview. Let me pull it up on my phone here. I'm going to read this to you guys because I don't know if you guys have heard this yet. All right, so Will uh, Wilson says... That life is a continuous battle against what he calls wasted seconds. The biggest culprits are eating, sleeping, and yes, going to the bathroom. Uh, He says, in quotes, It's theoretically possible to design a diet and fitness routine so efficient that your body no longer has to poop. I might wear number two on my chest, but my goal is to reduce my poop down to once a week. Right now, I'm in a loading phase where I only allow myself to poop two days a week. It has really improved my energy and sex drive, plus the internal waste provides more cushion on Sundays. Is that a real thing? That's a real thing. Yes. <laughs> okay, that sounds like some, something that Kim Jong-un would say you know, <laughs> from the interview. He doesn't go to the bathroom. That's, that's wild. Yeah. That's, that's an SNL skit full, like, all the way through. I mean, <laughs> what? Oh, man. That's so wild. you want our thoughts on that? <laughs> Uh, listen, I want one or number two thoughts on that. All right. <laughs> so I, I, I will say this. The man has been known to spend one to two million dollars per year on his physical uh, well-being so we as, far as, pers- as, <laughs> as far as as far as personal <laughs> trainers, uh, uh, nutritionists, uh, his diet, his workout routines, et cetera, et cetera. I'm all cool with that. I'm all cool with, you know, finding a diet that works best for your uh, physique and, you know, your body makeup, all that stuff. I'm fine with uh, a workout routine that works for you, but I kind of draw the line at uh, reducing how many times you visit the bathroom and then saying it helps you on game day. My dude, take your number twos because you are sucking this season and it is not working out for you. Drop that deuce, lose some weight, scramble out of that pocket and make some plays happen because it ain't working for you. Oh, he's been struggling to read defenses all all year so but he he needs to drop that and part of it and his teammates can't even his current teammates can't even um freaking sleep on a pain because he's doing my knees well yeah that they can't but they can't even talk to him uh being that uh they have to go through his agent we have some people in chat here says uh man imagine Going back to the Tony thing, man, imagine McCole Hardman and Tony in the backfield at the same time. And yeah. uh, disgusting. Someone said Shannon yeah. Sharp murdered Wilson on Undisputed. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, have a particular run like a 4 4, 4 3, something like that. 
Yeah, uh, Tony runs a four three. McCall no, Pacheco, runs a four four. Pa- Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco. I think yeah, I think he runs about a four four as well. That whole team is too. speed, man. So yeah. Um, but we're gonna play a game because Russell Wilson is probably one of the cringiest players, people on earth I said I have ever seen. So what's we're gonna play? What's more cringy? All right, so it's gonna be Russell or uh, Russell Wilson or uh, Bronies or or Furries essentially. Russell. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's more cringy, Russell Wilson or dad jokes? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Let's ride. Yeah. Uh, you Russell try my Wilson. danger witch? Russell Wilson or fedoras? Or where, where's my hug guys? You know, the guys who go, hey, yo, oh, where's my no, hug? No, no, that's fedoras. 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 Yeah, I th- right. I th- yeah, fedoras and the, the where's my hug. I mean, that's just crossing a line. Yeah. I mean, you can Every talk about your number two all day, but don't be the where's my hug guy. All right, anybody so. listening, yeah. just don't be that guy. Yeah, not that guy, pal. Not that guy. All right, <sighs> and the last one, uh, and I just got these from random list of on the internet what cringy thing. Yeah. So what's more cringy, Russell Wilson or cargo shorts? I don't hate on cargo Russell shorts. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. I'll rock some cargo shorts. You rock some cargo shorts. Chad oh, yeah, I Russell mean, Wilson as well. Utilize them cargo shorts, man. You know how many yeah. things you can put in them shorts? Yeah. Phone, wallet, keys, all in a separate pocket. Tater tots. I mean, you know, yeah, tater tots. You know, Russell Wilson, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, it's still Russell. So, yeah. I, listen. I, I don't know what Sierra sees. Like I'm sure he's a great guy. And he's a great father yeah. to future's kids. But I don't know. At this point, I think Sierra needs to go back to the streets. I mean, it just—it seems like <laughs> it just seems like he's not being like genuine, like he's forcing it almost. Yeah, like he's like, it feels. It, yeah, it feels like he's acting. It's like the biggest play is his life, and he's acting as someone new. I don't yeah. want to blame blame the wife here, but it seems all this came about when he did get married to Sierra, and she's a a you know, NFL football football players, basketball players are considered B list celebrities, and now he's married to an A list celebrity, pretty big A list celebrity. Do you think any like, like it's just throwing out you know? That's do you think point. any of that has to do with Sierra? No, I think that's a good point because um, you know they're tied together. You know, so his image is her image. So she probably wants you know him acting and behaving a specific way. But I mean, at the end of the day, he's still doing it. You know, so and she, I don't think she's. I, I mean, I don't know anything about her really other than yeah. music and stuff. But I mean, I haven't seen her act and speak Super through cringy. it. Does. <laughs> yeah, so. It may just be Russell. Yeah. So, all right, we'll move on from that. Uh, we're going to get <clears throat> talking about some, some QB confusion going on here in the NFL. Uh, this past week, a lot of things have been moving pieces. Uh, we have Sam Ellinger. Uh, his, it's his time in Indy. Matt Ryan got benched. Uh, Mac Jones gets benched uh, for Bailey Zappi. Uh, however, Jones is still going to start this upcoming week. Uh, and then we got Jameis or Andy Dalton. Jameis is coming uh, potentially coming back from injury. Who do you go with there? And then we got Carson Wentz, who's injured. He comes back in six weeks. Uh, and Tyler Heineke. So I want to know your guys' opinion. Obviously, we know Sam Elegant is starting there. So we'll, we'll talk more about Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, uh, Jameis and Dalton, and Wentz and Heineke, and kind of get your guys' opinion there. Yeah. Go ahead, Taylor. Uh, so as far as the Mac Jones situation, I think that Mac Jones does deserve to start. Uh, I think last season he played fairly well for being a rookie QB. Pro Bowl. He got a Pro Bowl uh, 
Yeah, I, I think that alone uh, gives him the go ahead to be the starter. I, I, I didn't understand the benching of Mac Jones last game if it was due to his uh, injury because a high ankle sprain is I mean, that's nothing to joke around with. I mean, it, it, it hurts. It takes a while to come back from and he came back fairly quickly. Uh, I think they probably should have just sat him out one more game and then brought him back uh, this week. So I kind of feel like Bill Belichick just doesn't have confidence and now he's showing he doesn't have confidence and now it's kind of throwing the whole team off because it's like, all right, who's our quarterback? Who, who are we supposed to trust yeah. out there on the field? Because I don't know if it's going to be Mac Jones next play or Zappy, who it is. Zappy is a really good quarterback, but it's not his time. It may not even be his team yet. Uh, Mac Jones definitely needs to be given the credit that is due, just like Jalen Hurts needed his time to develop and evolve. Because now, I mean, he's got the only undefeated team in the NFL, and everybody was ragging on him last year. So, Give him time to develop, give him time to become a complete quarterback. And then after he gets another season under his belt without an injury, then you can make these determining decisions like, all right, you know, he's going to be benched, whatever. That, that's my opinion on that situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, just look at it. You know, you got uh, Mac Jones, Billy Zappi, right? Um, you have a defensive coordinator uh, as the offensive coordinator. You have your number one weapon as Devontae Parker. I mean, what can you really expect? Um, I mean, that was a pretty bad interception. I don't think Mac Jones has like you know, the the you know the best arm talent in the entire world, but I mean, he could still win you some ball games. He showed that, that last year. Um, Bailey Zappi. I mean, he's, I think they're very similar quarterbacks, and that's probably why Bill Bill drafted him. But I think I think Mac deserves to start at least. You know, let him let him. I mean, he threw one pick, got got benched. I mean, it was a bad pick, but still, it's just one pick and. I just think that Mac Jones deserves a little bit more of a longer leash. So I'm yeah, going to there. Um, you can go ahead, Dana. Uh So if you see the play calls when Zappy was out there compared to Mac, they really let Zappy open it up and just sling it downfield. He's got a bigger arm, man. He's got a, he's, yeah, but, he's got a bigger arm but, than Mac Jones. I don't think they've ever given Mac Jones the opportunity to feel that out and get a rhythm or figure out a way to get the ball downfield because whenever they make those play calls, it's he's not used to it. And so he's just throwing these wild overthrown or underthrown passes and then they're picked off. I think let them open it up a little bit because they're not winning anything this year. Let them open it up a little bit and get a feel for it and get confident in that deep ball, just like Jalen Hurts was able to do, and then see what happens with them then. But giving Zappy that type of play calling – and then just giving like Mac Jones like a check down every play doesn't instill confidence in your supposed starting quarterback. So I think let him open it up for the remainder of the season, see how he develops and how he comes together, and then make your uh, determination this off season. To to your point, so I want to bring this up. Mac Jones has past six starts. Um, he's one in five. He's got um, in record wise, he's got nine interceptions and five TDs. Um, and this season he has six interceptions, six interceptions and two TDs. Just this season alone, I think ugly. that Mac Jones needs a leash. But I think I, I think Bailey Zappi, seeing what we've seen from Bailey Zappi, it, what Mac Jones would say have a long leash is kind of gotten a little shorter because at the end of the year, when it comes down to Bill Belichick and his job or him getting fired. And we've seen it before with Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. I don't think that either of these players are on that caliber of, like, Tom Brady. But Bill Belichick is not afraid 
to pull the plug on a quarterback if he thinks someone else is better. And that's yeah. what's made him a great coach throughout his career. He's not afraid to – he doesn't have that – he has that loyalty, but he, not to a default. He understands that, hey, Mac Jones is good, but has he already plateaued? Has he already hit his ceiling? And does Bailey Zappi potentially have a higher ceiling? And if your job is on the line, you know, if you got bills to pay and put food on the table, I don't think either of you two, if they said, hey, you know, we've shown you loyalty throughout the years, but – uh, you got two guys underneath you. You guys are managers. You got to pick one or the other. Do you go with the guy who has been struggling the past couple of weeks, or do you go with the guy who has shown more promise and, you know, has continued to come into work day in and day out, uh, being able to stay healthy? With that, I will say I'll go back to one of Matt's points: is uh, who do they have around Mac Jones? Nobody give the guy some pieces maybe he utilizes them and you know, he balls out. But I mean, you can't expect a quarterback to play like an all-star whenever they're throwing the two by fours, walking out in the middle of the field and just the ball hits them. And it's about it. Give, give him some weapons, see how he uses those weapons and how far he can take the team with those players and then see what happens there. But I, I just, he's kind of in a terrible spot right now. No players to really throw to, uh, they don't really have an insane running back. He, he, they have a decent running back, but he's not like top five or anything. But to counter I your think point, just get him to... both quarterbacks have seen the exact same offensive players of basically having nobody, and Zappi so far has looked better in that offense. Who they played each? You said what? Who, I mean, it also depends on you know, the, the, their opponent, you know, defensive, like, you know, ability. Who's that? Who is Zappy played? I don't even know. Don't so know Zappy, head, so yeah. Zappy played the Browns. He went Bro. 24 <laughs> for 34, uh, 309 yards, two TDs, zero interceptions. Uh, he played the Lions. No, yeah, they played the Lions. He went one and one, one TD, one interception. Hand him the against keys. Against the Lions. Hand him the keys. He is against the Lions. Man. Who are the worst? <laughs> he, he, he threw an interception to the worst defense in the league. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then they played the Packers. I don't know. Was Billy Zappi in that one? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, They're they lost average. that game. So The Packers are average defense. Yeah. yeah. And he only threw one TD and 99 yards. So that's Listen, not a. Listen, yeah, I agree yeah. with both of you guys. I think Mac Jones still needs to do it. I'm just here to throw a wrench into the argument. So we're yeah. all sitting here being yes yeah. men. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, like you said, I still think that Zappi has a lot of talent that Mac Jones you know, he's got to look over his shoulder a little bit, kind of like how I think, you know, Dak Prescott and, you know, Cooper Rush, you know. But, you know, we're not going to talk about that, Cowboys fans. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but um, I still think Dak Prescott's better than Cooper Rush. But that's on another episode. Uh, so I will right, we'll go move on from the Mac Jones. Well, last last thought on the Patriots. Does uh, Bill Belichick lose his job at the end of the season? Two, no. Two crappy seasons no. back-to-back. No, no. All right. No, Fair come enough. on, Fair man. Enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. This man's throwing all the ranchers out there that he can. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. All right. Uh, we'll go to Jameis and Andy Dalton. Both. Uh, Jameis played a couple games this year. He has looked subpar. I mean, he's looked like Jameis Winston. You know, he went 30 for 30 uh, at one point in his life. So, do you stick with Andy Dalton or do you go to Jameis Winston when he's fully healthy? I personally don't think it matters. I mean, they're both 
they're very similar players uh, as far as stats uh, as it sits this season. Uh, I don't think Jameis is the best quarterback you could have on the team. I don't think Andy Dalton's the best quarterback you can have on the team. Andy Dalton has experience that when Jameis Winston doesn't have, uh, but Jameis Winston also has the greatest stat of all time, 30 for 30. ESPN so that's, 30 30. that's cool. Uh, I really don't think it matters for the saints. I think they need to be looking for a quarterback. Uh, they're not winning anything this season. I think this upcoming game, I think Michael Thomas is out. Uh, somebody else is out. It does not matter who they start. Play whoever you you could put in uh, Taysom Hill. I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter for them. They're going to get a new quarterback. Yeah. So that's I my opinion. Someone, I, it, from the, someone from chat said Winston. Do you, do you agree with that? I personally love Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston is probably like a top 15 quarterback. I mean, you look at his stats last year before he tore up his knee. I think he was like 14 to 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and throwing to his wide receiver was Marquez Calloway. Um, he. I, I think James Winston, I mean, you, you got a guy that can throw the ball at any level of the field of, of accuracy. Now, you know, sometimes the decision-making is a little bit, you know, um, bad. But, you know, that year he was 30 for 30. He was in that Bruce Arians uh, down-the-field vertical uh, offensive scheme. So he was pushing the ball on the field, forcing it, you know, into into double coverage. And so I think this, this scheme is, you know, a little bit more uh, tailored to him. And so personally, I would go with Jameis Winston. And if I was a Saints, I would keep Jameis Winston on the roster for, for the future, for the future. I think Jameis Winston is a quality quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's, you know, a world beater by any means, but I do think he's a quality quarterback. And I think that the, I personally think that they can win games with Jameis Winston. It wasn't his 30 for 30 season. Didn't he come out and say he actually needed like a high surgery or something? Yeah. I will say up. this as far as like personality wise. Jameis Winston is hands oh, down yeah. my favorite quarterback <laughs> playing the game right now. That would be like my main reason for keeping him on the roster because that dude is hilarious. I Taylor, absolutely Taylor, love him. Can you can you do? You're good at impersonations. Can you do the uh, the W thing where he's up? No, I cannot. We in Ws. I'll work on that one. Uh, hit me up next week. I got you on I that. I got you. I got you. All right, I think uh, Jameis is a like you said, it's a quality quarterback. I don't think he's necessarily top ten, like you said, top fifteen. And you can win some games with Jameis. I just don't think that uh, with all the injuries, uh, they do have Chris Olave, who's playing pretty good. He's the number one, probably yeah. number one rookie wide receiver uh, this year. Him and Drake London. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Alvin Kamara. They're not really utilizing him too much. And then you said Michael Thomas is hurt. I think that Jameis Winston, when he comes back, gives them a better option. I think the Red Rockets years of playing decent football is behind him. and uh, behind him. Yeah, and so I think yeah. he needs to – if he doesn't retire at the end of the season, I, he's going to be a backup for the rest of the season. I don't think I'm handing him the yeah. keys. No, he's a quality backup. He's yeah, he's definitely a quality, quality backup. Back. Like a Nick uh, Nick, um, Nick Foles kind of thing. Yeah. Quality backup, so not handing him the can keys. Can we agree far. that the Saints need to – uh, probably draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft. I mean, is that a fair statement? Because Winston, like you said, he's serviceable. You but know, he's getting but, up there in age. And you don't, yeah, but you know. do you? But do you see Jameis Winston being that quarterback that takes the Saints to the Super Bowl? Because I personally don't. I think that this upcoming draft is littered with talent. Yeah. As far as quarterbacks, except I mean, even Will running Levis, backs, wide receivers. They draft Will Levis. For Will Levis. They might as well look for next year. <laughs> I think that yeah. for the Saints. Jameis Winston's not going to be the franchise quarterback. Uh, I don't think he – I'm not going to say he doesn't deserve it because he's given them a lot for the mm-hmm. short amount he's been there. But I think for the Saints to rebuild and become what they once were with Drew Brees, they need to find a quarterback, and they need to find him 
this draft, and I think they'd be foolish not to draft a quarterback with their first draft pick. They don't have a first round draft pick. Yeah, they well, not a first round. What I mean is like their first. So pick. who would you who would you go with in that their first pick is in the second round? So at that point, do you think maybe a Hendon Hooker is sitting there waiting in the second round? If Hendon Hooker's sitting in the second round and I'm the Saints, one thousand percent, I'm taking them. Yeah, I think I think that no is there, but I don't know if he's going to be there. And I think a team. Uh, I can't imagine he would. First, yeah, know, I can't imagine he goes past the first round. The biggest yeah, he thing might. is he's twenty-five. That's what. That's the only reason why. Uh, I think maybe he might slip because he's already older than yeah. Jalen Hurts, who's had three seasons in the NFL and a couple other quarterbacks. But I think yeah, uh, they need to go quarterback. This is a quarterback-heavy draft. Um, I hope that. Um, before we move on, I hope that any team that hire, uh, drafts Will Levis, uh, their GM is fired immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this man's you know, got a personal vendetta. I have a personal vendetta against Will Levis. My man, my man, listen, they hype Will Levis <laughs> up to like he's the next GOAT. All right. He's like, he's a first round you know, Mel Kuyper, and I can't stand Mel Kuyper either. He's the next best quarterback of the NFL. Will Levis can make all the oh, throws. Man. and No, he can't. Get out of here. I like Will Levis. <clears throat> <laughs> and guys, that's the show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, uh, and then we'll go on to Carson Wentz uh, and the Commanders over there with Tyler Haneke. He comes back uh, in about four to six weeks, probably more than four weeks in the six weeks because athletes heal pretty quickly. So when he comes back, when he's healthy, do you see Ron Rivera going back to Wentz, or do you think it's Heineke's team until the end of the season? <clears throat> if he's a man of his word, he goes with Wentz. I think it's Wentz if he wants, too. Yeah, if he wants to keep that uh, locker room behind him and, you know, thinking like, oh, if he says one thing, he means it, then he has to stick with Wentz because he, he said, uh, reset it that, you know, Wentz is the guy I went after. Wentz is the guy I told everybody to uh, pick up. Wentz is our quarterback. You know, that's our guy. We're, we're going to work with him. We're going to win some games with him. If that's what you're going to say, when he's healthy and able to play, Wentz has to be your starter. Yeah, I think if any head coach loses a job this year, it's going to be Ron Rivera. Sadly, I can he's see a great that. coach. He's a great coach. Yeah. He's, a defense, he's a defensive-minded coach, and that defense just hasn't ever lived up to expectations. And they've yeah, got yeah. first-rounders all over that front seven. Yeah, I agree with that. Me. Also, I think uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Arizona Cardinals. I cannot think of Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. He needs to go. On the hot in seat. my personal opinion, he needs to go back to college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Able to go to OU. You, you, you cannot have that. You cannot have that talent that he's had under his belt for his whole career and not be able to make uh, the Super Bowl or at least get past the first round of the playoffs. To be fair, his quarterback looks like he played with me and Matt on uh, the Fallbrook, the Fallbrook, the Great Fallbrook Try Pop Warner days. Uh, but but he's a he's a top ten quarterback. Yes, except when Call of Duty comes out and it's double yeah. XP week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. This game against the Vikings is going to be a tough one. <laughs> just Actually, came, I, Call of Duty just yeah. came out, so yeah, yeah. No, we'll get to that later though. Yeah, and uh, I do agree with you guys. I think he needs to go to Wentz. Uh, I don't think that there's a huge gap between Heineken and Wentz, but I think Wentz has a bigger arm. And while Wentz does make some boneheaded plays and holds on to the ball, there's some plays where you're like holy crap, like, he's not his 2017 version, but there's still those throws from time to time where you're like, he's, I I think Carson Wentz is a top 15 quarterback. Everyone puts him at, like, number 32 at that point. No, I like Wentz. I like Wentz a lot. I think think, that he gets slander. If you look at his deep ball, like, uh, ratings and stuff like that, like, he's at the top of the league. Um, And before he got hurt, he was top of the league for QBR and 
passing yeah. yards. So it's like, I think he yeah. Unfortunately, he's the NFL punching bag. But uh, yeah. I'm with you guys. I don't think he deserves the hate that he gets. Yeah, yeah definitely unnecessary. All right. So being a Chargers fan, we got to move on. Yeah, because you guys, uh, he yeah. he didn't know about the Emmanuel Ocho. Texas former Eagles linebacker, Texas linebacker Emmanuel Ocho uh, said on, on TV, um, and I'm just going to paraphrase because I don't have the exact quotes, but he said he would take Tua uh, over Justin Herbert. He would say, he said Justin Herbert's not a top five quarterback and that he is basically yeah. being captain checked down this year and yeah. that uh, basically the Chargers are better off without Herbert. So you know <laughs> I need your thoughts on that. Matt, you can go first. I've been I've been looking forward to this. Um, so I just you know I did some I did you know some research and I I got some stats um, from uh, you know DVOA stats and and uh, looking at some advanced throwing metrics and um, I'm gonna give you bad throw percentage on target percentage drop percentage for both quarterbacks. Um, so uh, quarterback A the bad throw percentage is 13.2%. Quarterback B's bad throw percentage is 16.2%. <clears throat> Quarterback A on target percentage is 74%. Quarterback B is 77%. Quarterback A drop percentage is 5.7%. Quarterback B drop percentage is 5.4%. So quarterback A has had less bad throws and has had more drops and has, you know, has had a little bit lower on target percentage. Quarterback A is Justin Herbert, so he's been slightly a little bit off target comparatively to Tua. But then again, you have Tua has Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle um, in that he's team. A, he's got a team, yeah. Yeah, and then so when you also when you just don't look at the percentages, you just look at the overall numbers. You know, Justin Herbert's had 308 throws attempts to Tua's 250. So Justin Herbert's had 39 bad throws. Tua's had 24. So he's had double the amount of throws in very close you know, proximity to bad throws overall. And the same thing goes for on target. Um, and, and he's had double the amount of drops that Tua Tagovailoa has had. And then if you look at, you know, the run uh, DVOA for Los Angeles compared to Miami, Los Angeles is 25th um, out of 32 um, defensively and 13th against the pass versus Miami's 7th and 25th. Um, and then you look at the offensive points per drive. Uh, LA has got is 14th in points per drive at 2.13 points per drive, and Miami is 19th at 1.87 points per drive. So even though Justin Herbert has all of his weapons hurt, just about he's got no ribs, um, a an absolutely terrible play caller. He's averaging more points per drive than than Miami and Tua Tagovailoa has with two of the best weapons in the entire off, the entire league. Um, so that's just that's my take on that. You know, it's an, it's an, it's actually I, I just think he's trying to you know those those um, those TV guys they always have something that they hang their hat on and that they're known for. And so I think Acho is trying to get that that um, his name attached to the the Herbert um, hate train. Yeah, Herbert hate. Yeah. yeah. So I just I don't I don't understand it. And I'm a Chargers fan. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think I would take I would take Herbert uh, day in and day out over Tua. Uh, I will say, as it sits right now, and this is in this is uh, taking into account for injuries. I would say that Herbert right now is like I would put him at eight this season. But coming into the season, I had him top five uh, QB wise. But you know, 
with having injuries and stuff for uh, Keenan Allen. I think Josh Palmer's also been out. Uh, mm-hmm. I think all they the biggest star they have is Mike Williams. I would put him at eight right now just because of the situation that he's in, but he's top 10, even with his uh, rib injury. I mean, he doesn't have his full arm strength because, I mean, every time he throws, he's wincing. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely think that you're correct. He is trying to put his name out there as a uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he's just trying to attach his name to Herbert, you know, and saying like, oh, we got to talk about this guy. So his name's back out there. He's in the spotlight. His name's yeah. running through the headlines of the sports page and all this other stuff. I think that is all that is. That is just to create some type of hype. Uh, maybe it was to get at Herbert. Maybe now this next game, Herbert's going to have like the greatest game of his life, you know, just to prove the haters wrong. But I don't think he has to do that. Because I think coming into this season and coming into next season, he's still going to be a top five quarterback in my book uh, mm-hmm. just because of the situation. He's he's number eight, in my opinion. But I definitely don't think he deserves any type of hate. The coaching staff, though, for the Chargers, that's who we need to start talking about if we're going to start hating on people. Because so, I like Brandon Staley. I don't like Joe Lombardi. If you look at yeah. Joe, Joe Lombardi, Matt Stafford's worst years was with Joe Lombardi. Yeah. Not saying that I don't, you know, but he's terrible, terrible. I cannot stand Joe Lombardi. Um, the only person that I would, if we're going to fire Staley, it's got to be for Sean Payton. If it ain't for Sean Payton, it's Staley staying. That's how I view it. Agree, Sean. Sean Payton would be a great hire for uh, Los Angeles yeah. over there. Oh, uh, it would be. And just throw that Herbert hasn't even played bad this season. He's got 2,000 yards. He's fourth in the league mm-hmm. uh, for yards. Mm-hmm. He's got 12 passing touchdowns, which is fifth in the league, and he's got only four interceptions. Where he struggles is his QBR is 53.6. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been serviceable, serviceable this year, and like you guys said, he he's been hurt. Uh, my list, my top five list right now, uh, would be I would put Herbert at six right now. I would have I have Allen Mahomes, which is kind of one A one B. You can kind of flip yeah. flop that, but I'm going to go Allen Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts has been balling out this year. I'm putting him at three just for this year, not mm-hmm. saying like overall talent. And then Joe Burrow has kind of turned it on the past couple weeks. Uh, and then Lamar, and then I'll put Herbert after Lamar. But I think Herbert, you can flip-flop Herbert and Lamar just because Lamar, to me, his fourth quarter has been as abysmal. Like, because of the fourth quarter, and like Ravens might lose this just because Lamar's not good in the fourth. Who's your top ten? I want to hear who your top ten is. Mine or Matt's? Yours. Brandon. Well, well, I just named six, so, I mean, I can give yeah, you four. Yeah, the other more. four. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's top ahead, put Kyler after Herbert. I mean, this has been bad quarterback play this year, so it's like, other than I just want to see if one. I just want to see if one particular quarterback makes her top ten. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, if I, I didn't make I didn't make a top ten list. I made a top five <laughs> list. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kirk Cousins is playing decent this year, so I'm, I'm just gonna throw him in there. Uh, and then, you know, Matt Ryan's the goat. I'm kidding. Um, okay. Yeah, Baker Mayfield maybe. No, I'm kidding. All right. Um, so here, I'll just I'll expedite this. Does Geno Smith deserve a top ten? Yes. Spot. Yes. This season. Yes. He okay. Does. He's five. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's five. Right. He's five for you. That's all who's I wanted. Your, to know. Who's your top yeah. five, uh, Matt? Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert, Lamar, and then Geno. Okay. No, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is six for me. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's six, improved okay. a lot. Right. I think, think he's improved a lot. I like I like Jalen Hurts. I got him in fantasy, actually. I'm loving every minute. I got got him and A.J. Brown. I'm loving every minute of it. I got Herbert but, in fantasy, so. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think I've I got Geno Smith. Yeah, Geno Smith. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't. He's he's playing well. You can't you can't take that away from him. I think. No, I, I, I definitely think he deserves top ten. I just wanted to make sure that he's getting recognized for yeah. coming into a team that was just like, ah, eh, you know, well, whatever the seasons. He didn't write back. Didn't yeah, write back. yeah, they wrote me off, but I didn't write yeah. back. That was still one of the coldest that's, lines yeah, I've cold. ever heard. Yeah, that's no, cold. it's solid. But the reason I have Herbert at three, I mean, if you look, you break down the Chargers season, right? Like week two was 17 to seven, you know, coupled, you know, I would say were actually interceptions that were taken back. And then you got a miscommunication that goes back for a touchdown. If those those couple things that happen, the Chargers are five and two right now. We're four and three with uh, missed uh, Pro Bowl left tackle, missing Joey Bosa. Um, you know, J.C. Jackson hasn't been playing to what he's supposed to. He's now been he's garbage. Done. He's been yeah, garbage. But, yeah, he's been he's been bad. Um, and then you know you're missing Keenan Allen, who's the, probably the most important piece of our offense. Maybe Rashawn Slater is more important than Keenan, but you know we're still four and three. We're second in the division. Um, we always play Kansas City well. I think we got Atlanta coming up next. Um, Atlanta and San Francisco. Atlanta, you know, it's probably going to be a close game because you know I think they're well coached, but. I think that I think that's going to be a, a win for LA, but but yeah, I think we have a real good real good opportunity of you know, I don't know, it's going to take it's going to take I think a, a a miracle for us to win the division I think this season, but I think we can I think we can cement ourselves as the five seed and maybe the six seed in the, in the playoffs if we keep rolling, especially with the defense playing a lot better as of late. Yeah, I think the Chargers do sneak into the. Uh... I don't want to say sneak in. I think they do get into the playoffs. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, the Chargers made the playoffs. They how they sneak in. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, someone from the comments said, I think Herbert sucks. The Chargers should <laughs> trade him because the Colts are looking for a quarterback. That was my father uh, being sarcastic. My father being a Colts fan uh, is a, obviously would would love yeah. to have Justin Herbert. And then uh, yeah. my wife, I don't blame him. my wife has a Keenan Allen to your point on fantasy, and every week she's like. It seems the dude who got shot in the leg came back before Keenan yeah. Allen. <laughs> like, yeah. dude, what's going on? That's a that's a fair that's a fair yeah. argument there. Yeah, so. yeah. No, Keenan Keenan's uh, Keenan's thirty now, so he's getting up. I think he's 30, 30 yeah. 31, something like that. He's getting up there in age, and those hamstrings are tricky. But yeah, he, he should be back after the bye week. Uh, I expect him to be back if he suited up and felt okay enough to play. But they, I know they kept him out in the second half. But I think he'll be back uh, against Atlanta because we we need him. All right, I would agree there. With that being said, guys, we're going to go into our game predictions. We're going to run through these, and you're just simply, Matt, uh, you're going to tell me who you think is going to win the game. If you want to elaborate on more, you can. If not, if it's a simple, like, no, they're going to win, just be like, you know, simple as yes or no, they're going to win. Uh, so we're going to start um, with the Eagles versus the Steelers. Who you guys got? <clears throat> go ahead, Matt. Okay, Eagles, Steelers, um, I have Philly. I don't think I think uh, yeah I don't think that Steelers are winning much this season. Yeah, I've got the Eagles on that one. That's a uh, easy one for me. Yeah, I don't know who I got. Uh, stretch <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going obviously uh, Philly. Uh, shout out to Kyle. I know you're getting ready to uh, go on deployment. Uh, shout out Kyle. Yeah, Kyle Gerhart. Uh, he went to Fallbrook with us, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I see, yeah, yeah. I got uh, he's a big Steelers fan, but he's getting ready to go on deployment, and uh, he's gonna have to, his last game before deployment is gonna be Eagles versus uh, stomping his Steelers. So, sorry, man. <laughs> Poor uh, man. And then we got the uh, we got Broncos versus Jaguars over there in London. Jack. I think 
I'm going to go Broncos on this one. I think this is a uh, not pooping. Okay. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think I think the no number two is gonna play a big part in this one. Uh, I don't know why. I just uh, overseas games are always tricky because uh, you know different. They're playing at a different time. Uh, a lot of players are jet lagged, but I think the Broncos will edge this one out. I think it's gonna be a tough one, but I, I've got Broncos. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely be a close game. That defense is gonna keep them in every game. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the Jaguars win this, but the Broncos could turtleneck it out a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't um, be surprised. Yeah. Like 16 to 13 or something like that. So then we're going to go to the, the Panthers versus the Falcons. Falcons. I got, yeah, I got Atlanta. All right, I got Atlanta as well. Uh, we got the Cowboys versus the Chicago Bears. Dallas. Yeah, I'll go Dallas too. Uh, I'm going to go Chicago. Simply because. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> uh, well, it's just Justin Fields had – he's – played better last week so i'm just hoping that justin fields i'm a big justin fields fan i wish the kid luck he's been playing like crap but also i wish wish he got drafted to a different team yeah i wish he got drafted to a better team for his sake and 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 to be to be fair that new england pass defense is top five like is dvoa standards top five in the league so i mean it's not like he was throwing the ball against some terrible defense so gotta give him credit yeah so then we got uh the dolphins versus the lions Miami. Ooh, tough one. I got Miami. Going Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins as well. Uh, Cardinals versus the Vikings. I got Arizona. Mm-hmm. Arizona I'm going to go with Vikings. Uh, Modern Warfare dropped this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals as well. I think D-Hop being back, I need him for a fantasy points, so I need him to go off regardless. But uh, <laughs> I think that uh, the Cardinals are starting to turn it around a little bit, and I just don't. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is an all right quarterback. I just don't trust. Just remember, him. they're five and one right now. I know, but I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. Maybe to mow my lawn Nobody and can. maybe you know to take my kids to school, but uh, yeah, I just don't trust them. All right, so there. then we got uh, the Raiders versus the Saints. I got New Orleans. I got Saints. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Um, just because uh. You know, Devontae Adams is nice with the, you know, nice push off with the hands there. Um, uh-huh. Picture perfect moment there. <laughs> we got the Jets versus the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets in this one. I'm taking the Jets too, which is very shocking. They've been playing some good ball. They have been playing some really good ball. They, they're they missing out on Brees Hall, but they got James Robson to, to fill that gap. And uh, listen, they, they, just. Just take this, take a breath, take a take a step back. Five years ago, if you would have said I'm taking the Jets over the Patriots, somebody would have said, "How many beers have you t- drank today? Yeah, absolutely. What drugs are you on?" But uh, so that's even if it. you said that last year, yeah, I know. A yeah. testament to the Jets. So I'm going Jets as well. Uh, we got the Texans versus the Titans. Titans. Yeah, I got Tennessee. Right, I'm going Titans as well. Which I've, which I've heard nothing about the Titans this whole season. I'm gonna be honest. The AFC anything. South is garbage. Well, if you, I mean, Tennessee, I mean, they're 12th in, in the league at past DVOA offense. So Tannehill is, you know, and they don't really have any weapons. Robert Woods is their best receiver. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to go. He may not be there for long either. No. <laughs> yeah, the Commanders versus the Colts. Colts. Yeah, I apologize to your father. I'm taking the Commanders. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to, mm. I, all right, uh, man, 
I'm gonna this. You know. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the. I think Tyler Henneke is more proven quarterback than Sam Ellinger, and uh, so I'm gonna go with Tyler Henneke uh, just based off experience. So, I've made it a point to select the Colts almost every single time, just to, just so your dad likes me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, we got the the Forty Niners and Rams. Forty yeah, Niners. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going. Oh, I'm sorry, Taylor. Taylor. Taylor's a big it's Rams fine. fan. He's going against. Okay. Yeah, Matthew Stafford is dog water. Dude has yeah, more yeah, interceptions yeah. than touchdowns. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think and he has no one to throw to right now other than Cup. Yeah, his elbows messing with them. I think the offensive line is this might be the worst in the league. I said from the beginning Absolutely. that the way that they built their team by trading off all their draft picks and just taking these all these veteran players that can contribute right now. It was now, destined to fail. That yeah, they, there's no, they're gonna they're paying their price for that Super Bowl ring right now, and it's gonna it's gonna continue to pay for the next for the next couple of seasons. Yeah, all agreed. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Fort Niners as well. Um, the rich got richer. Christian McCaffrey joining that already mm-hmm. Arsenal of a team. Uh, we got the New York Football Giants versus Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Got yeah, the Seahawks. I'm, yeah, I'm riding with Geno in Seattle, Pete Carroll, yeah, 100%, right. even even without DK. All right, I'm going to go uh, Seahawks as well. Um, <clears throat> speaking of number two, you know, DK got wheeled off the field to use the restroom. So, Russell Wilson taking no, no, that was last game. This one, he actually got hurt. Oh, okay. Well, I'm talking about not this last game, but, you know, in the season. Gotcha, he, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, um, Packers versus the Bills. Bills. Bills, yeah. Bit Bills, yeah. Packers look horrible this year. I put my whole yeah. paycheck on that one. Yeah, 100%. All right. Uh, that. The last game is the Bengals versus the Browns. I got the Bengals, even though Chase yeah. is out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Bengals, but I do think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be closer than, than people expect. I think it's going to be high scoring. I don't think. I, don't think, I think Deshaun Watson's back, right? No, I think he's week eleven, right? Yeah, week eleven. Gotcha. Okay. I think I think yeah, I think he's spent eleven weeks, but I do think that you know Cleveland can run the football, and control the clock. And they, you know Cincinnati's going to move the ball down the field, but I just think that Jacoby Brissett, as long as he doesn't make those fourth quarter mistakes like he did against the Chargers, and he's done on multiple occasions, they have a I think they have a real shot, especially as it being in Cleveland. So, I'm Brandon, would you down. like to go, go uh, over last week's predictions? Yeah, so Matt, if you don't know, me and Taylor have a running bet uh, for the NFL predictions. And at the end of the season, whoever has the uh, worst prediction, I guess, win-L mm-hmm. ratio, uh, has to buy well, – I have to buy Georgia Bulldog stuff and wear it on an episode. Uh, being a Gators fan, that's like taking a gun and pointing it to <laughs> me. And okay. then uh, Taylor has to – is it Oklahoma State or is that TCU maybe? Maybe Texas. Texas. Oh, Texas. there you go, Texas. Yeah, the Red uh, River rivalry. Yeah, a right. little bit more. Yeah, and uh, I think you should grow a mullet out like Quinn Ewers too. So, <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah. If I could, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, that I've thought about it. So, so seen his, and it, it just makes me want to do it. All right, <laughs> so Ravens. We both said it would be the Ravens, so that's a tie. The Bucks. Uh, hold on, no, this is the wrong one. Sorry. All right, here we go. All right. The Falcons versus the Bengals was you lost on that one. I got the Bengals, Cowboys, and Lions. You took the Lions for whatever reason. And you lost on that one. The Giants versus. The Giants fumble screwed you over, bro. 
the Giants versus the Jags, I won that one. Colts versus the Titans, we both took an L. Sorry to your dad. <clears throat> the Packers versus the Commanders, we both took an L. The Jets versus Broncos, we both chose the Jets, so we tied on that one. Texans versus the Raiders, you took the Raiders, you won on that one. Chargers, we had both had the Chargers, and we both lost on that one. Sorry, Matt. Chiefs, <laughs> uh, we both chose the Chiefs, won that one. We both took the Dolphins, and we won on that one. And then the Patriots, we both took an L. So who's winning right now? Who's with the record? record? Uh, let me add this up. Dun, 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 dun. I didn't add it up before the show. I apologize. Right now, it is Brandon by two. Whew. Brandon by Sweat two. Sweat on a brow, man. Sweat on a brow. <clears throat> oh, man. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I just hope you uh, have a fun time growing that mullet out and getting some Texas gear. Cause... Yeah, start now. Matt's an eyewitness, man. He's here with he's here with the bet. He heard the bet. Yeah. So I'm 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 rechecking the numbers. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Matt, the card, uh, the Justin Herbert card came from uh, Taylor. I got it from him. Oh, I sent to you. oh, great, thank you. He man. sells uh, cards. It. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I, I will be. Uh, I've got another one that's coming uh, that I'm going to send with it, so it hasn't been sent out just yet, but it is coming. Great, thank you. Thanks, man. I, yeah, I tried to. I've I've like messed with it a little bit, like collecting cards. It's just really expensive. Yeah, and I didn't it realize is how expensive it was until I started like you know looking into it. You know, yeah. like you can't like I learned you know the hard way that you can't just go to Walmart and and buy a box. Like you have to actually spend the money and and pay for. Hey, good I boxes. hit on a card today. Twenty. Did you really? I Russell Wilson card from Walmart. Twenty bucks. About twenty. Oh, oh. It's not like well, yeah, I mean, like I'm talking about lottery, lottery cards. So. No, so Taylor. I mean, if Taylor got a thousand dollar card. He sold it for a thousand dollars. A Kenny Pickett. Who was it? Kenny Pickett. Nice. Yeah, yeah Kenny Pickett one of one. Yeah, if you're looking for cards, I got cards, man. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I mean, cards I just ah. got this one. In. Just got this in the mail recently. Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Yeah, they need to RPA. give him a shot. They need to sit down, Marcus Mariota, and give him a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you if you if anybody ever needs cards, I got you. Hit me up. I'll get you guys a deal, or I'll point you in the right direction. Whatever it is, I got you guys. You don't know how expensive it is until you marry Brandon Ignite, is what my wife said. <laughs> no, you look. I I had to get a whole entire. I have a shelf with pull-out drawers, and they're all full of cards. Like this is. I'm just reaching in and grabbing a random stack of cards right now mm-hmm. see if we can pull it up without i mean that that right there that's just a small handful that's probably like one percent of the cards and they're I rated have. right they're all rated uh no they're not i got a couple that are graded and then the rest okay. are just in top loaders and stuff oh, okay but if you guys need cards come to me i got you bro. we are doing a giveaway taylor if you want to shout that out on uh onto the the stream <laughs> We are doing a giveaway. Let me pull out the uh, giveaway set of cards here. Doing two cards for the giveaway. I have them somewhere in this massive stack of randomness. So I think actually tonight after the show, I'm going to uh, be going through and getting the winner picked. But uh, you get the Deuce McAllister card. Autograph. 
it autographed card, and then you get a Chris Olave uh, 92 out of 149 on his rookie that's a, card. That's a San Diego kid right there, Mission Hill yeah. High School. So uh, a lucky winner on our Twitter. If you haven't already, go over to our Twitter, like, retweet, and follow our page to enter. After the show, I'll give it probably an hour, and then I'm going to go ahead and go through and get the names and then spin the wheel, see who wins. Uh, we'll do, do this periodically. I've got plenty of cards to give out. Uh, so one lucky winner will receive a card. We've already done it once, and we sent a card out to California to the winner. So make sure you follow the page to uh, be up to date on what cards are being given away. Some will be of value. Some may be trash. It's all dependent on uh, uh, who you like and stuff like that. But we try to give back and uh, give something that uh, somebody can hold on to for a while and has some type and of value. they're worth some money. They, yeah, they're not cheap cards. Oh, yeah. Everything that uh, gets put up for a uh, giveaway will be at least $30 or more, depending on the day. So. All right. Well, well, thanks for having me on, guys. I, I appreciate it. I had a lot wrong, of fun. I was going to say, thank you yeah, for it was fun. coming on the show, yeah. man. Uh, I know you yeah. reached out to us before we got things going, uh, yeah. expressing interest. I'm glad to get you on the show and good talking yeah. to you. I know we talk time to time on Facebook and stuff like that, yeah. but... And it's been a while since those Fallbrook days. Yeah, so <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a few years, isn't it? <laughs> so uh I mean, you know, it's good seeing you, man. Uh yeah, you too, like man. I said, continue to talk. We'll continue to talk on uh on Facebook and stuff. And for sure, bro. This I don't want to say, I mean, it's up to you. This doesn't have to be your last time on the show. So Yeah, anytime Agreed. anytime, bro. Anytime yeah. you guys just let me know. I'm I'm I love I love football, I love NFL, you know, UFC, you got you name it, bro. I'm in there. Yeah. Sounds All good, right. man. But uh, right, I'm going to let you go, man. All right, man. Yeah, you guys Come take it easy. Nice meeting you, Taylor. All right, All right. nice meeting you. Nice Appreciate meeting you it. Frogs. All right, peace out, man. Okay. Yeah. I was going to end on that. Boomer Sooner. <laughs> All right. Or one thing we can both agree on is uh, horns down. I'm sure yeah. he would agree. Yeah. Um. So, guys, Taylor, that was a pretty good long episode, almost two hours long. But I think that was a pretty solid episode. Yeah, that was great. I think we got a lot of topics uh, covered. I think we got uh, probably going to stir up some stuff on uh, TikTok or YouTube with our opinions, but I think yeah. it was a great show. Yeah, definitely have to go through and go to th go through two hours of footage and yeah. <laughs> see what I need to post to TikTok. It's going to be uh, time consuming. <laughs> but uh, guys, again, this is the last reminder. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that bell notification so we do go live at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and if you want to be a guest on the show, Hit us up on Twitter, DM us up, uh, DM us up on Twitter, and uh, just reach out and say, "Hey, you want to be on the guest on the show?" And we'll kind of go from there. And uh, if you're listening from Spotify, make sure you follow our Spotify account. We will be releasing new episodes or the episode after we record it, yada yada yada, on YouTube. So make sure you guys do that. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, and this is the booth.